Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Pleased to be with you today. A very nice and cool fall afternoon here in northern Nevada. It sure is beautiful outside. Looking forward to getting out on some of that snow and doing some walking, some sliding, some hiking, and some skiing. You know, one of the many reasons that people move to northern Nevada is the beautiful outdoor scenery and all of the great things that we can do to enjoy life here. But there are challenges when you're looking to buy a home and relocate to northern Nevada. One of them is price, and the other one is price. And the other one is availability. Not easy to do it on your own. I recommend that you get a professional on your side that knows the area, like the back of his hand, and knows how to get the, get the right deal on the right home for you and your family. That's why I encourage people to talk to my friend, Dan Ryder. Dan is the broker and owner of Nevada Home Connections. Many, many years of experience Dan has in the real estate world, and as a lifelong resident of Northern Nevada, he can tell you what the best areas are based upon his great amount of background and experience, and also might suggest some areas that you avoid because of, well, maybe potential problems or maybe some problems that are already there, depending on what your lifestyle and your goals are. He is going to be able to guide you in the right direction. Want to find out more? From the pro in real estate in Northern Nevada, give Dan Ryder a call, 775-742-3376, or visit nvhomeconnections.com. With me in the studio today, I'm going to have two outstanding guests talking about housing situations in Northern Nevada and how we can take care of the people that we love, the friends, the family, the loved ones in Northern Nevada that have issues when it comes to housing. Joining us after this break will be Brent Boynton, and Brent is the Community Outreach Coordinator at the Reno Housing Authority. Also joining us on the show, Aubrey Nelson. Aubrey is the Program Coordinator at Community Services Agency. We're going to talk to them. We're also going to get an update on the latest stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors and also give you some ideas on how you can improve and maintain great credit prior to applying for a mortgage. That and more after this. Age International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services which lay a solid foundation under the business owner's dream. Sign up for their free monthly newsletter at sageintl.com. That's sageintl.com. And we're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Great day to tune into our show today. Holidays are coming up fast. And, you know, if you already got your home, congratulations. If you just bought your home, congratulations. But if you just bought your home, your carpets probably need some cleaning. I recommend you call Jack Whiteley at CJ's Recommended Carpet Care. His company, Pet Stain Specialists. They love pets, and they know that sometimes Fido can't get outside in the nick of time. So we got to do a quick cleanup because it is the holidays and parents and family coming over. Call CJ's Recommended Carpet Care to get a great deal on carpet, tile, grout, and upholstery cleaning. 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. I'm pleased to be in the studio with Brent Boynton, and Brent is the Community Outreach coordinator at the Reno Housing Authority. Welcome to our show, Brent. Well, good afternoon, Peter. It's a pleasure to be here. It's really good to have you here, too. Brent, I I didn't meet you when I first came to Reno 18 years ago, but I used to watch you on television. <laughs> so I'm honored to have you here. You did a great job there, and I believe at the time you were with the local ABC affiliate, but you were telling me before the show you got even more years than that in the media world. Well, it, it's true, and, and we don't need to go into how many... How many years? Come on, that, let's that, count. That leads to a little simple math into age, but I, uh, I, I did come here 25 years ago, uh-huh. and I worked for Channel 2 then, mm-hmm. and then I also went to work for Channel 8 for a longer period of time. Mm, very nice. And I also did public affairs at Channel 5. Wow. So you have, uh, you've really known the area and, and gotten a chance to know the area uh, from a, the perspective of somebody whose job it is to really be investigating things and reporting things and letting people know the good, the bad, and the changing community uh, work that you do has probably been a great benefit and a great opportunity for you to work with the Reno Housing Authority. There's natural fit there, right? Well, there is, and, and certainly having a little familiarity with the, uh, with, I wouldn't say just the housing market, but with our community as a whole. Mm-hmm. And we are certainly going through interesting times yes. when it comes to the housing market. Oh, you know it. Uh, before we go too far, I do want to let our listeners know that I had learned about the Reno Housing Authority 
shortly after I came to Reno because a good friend of mine worked there. Her name is Joanne Ellers, and Joanne was part of the local chamber of commerce that I was involved with. And I know she's not working there, Brent, but I just want to say I just love that woman. And she represented uh, the community in a tremendous way. And Reno Housing Authority was a great benefit of her work. Well, Joanne was, uh, is a wonderful woman. I've had the opportunity to meet her, although she no longer works there. And I'm very proud of, of many of my coworkers. Yeah. There's a whole lot of expertise and a whole lot of heart when it comes to, to helping people find a place to live. We're going to talk about what's going on at the Reno Housing Authority. Aubrey Nelson is with us, and she's the program coordinator at Community Services Agency. Welcome to our show, Aubrey. Thank you very much for having me. I'm glad that you're here today. You know, I ran into your organization and some of the members of your organization at a recent um, business event. I think it was over at the Atlantis that I checked out. Mm -hmm. And you guys had a booth there, and we were chit-chatting. And come to find out, you your organization has uh, great connections with Sherry Hill, the owner mm -hmm. of our company. And sure. so it's not new for our entity to have information but from you, but it is kind of for me personally. So in general, let our listeners know, let me know, what does Community Services Agency do? Oh, there's there's so much that we do. Um, community Services Agency have act, has actually been in the community for about 50 years. Mm -hmm. um, so we have gone through a lot of different changes. I think one of the great things that we are able to do is look for gaps in the community. So currently, um, we have affordable housing that we work with, uh, probably most known in the community for our Head Start. So we oversee the Head Start locations for our kiddos. Uh -huh. um, and then I oversee the Workforce Development Department. So that allows us to work with people in the community that are looking to gain and maintain employment. Um, and sometimes that means doing additional training, um, helping them get the resources they need to find that dream job. That's one of the questions we ask is, what do you want to be when you grow up? And so it allows us to help them get there. It's tough kind of for some people to find the career they want in northern Nevada because the demands are so different Absolutely. now than they were just a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And things have changed. I've been here for three years, so I am one of the newbies, um, and I've noticed a lot of change just in the time that I've been here. So we have a really unique perspective to work with employers, um, different industries coming in, and being able just to inform people that come into the office what those opportunities are. Um, they have a lot of different ideas about what they want to do, so we're able to kind of guide them and help them um, into a career pathway. So I like to look at it as more than a, a job, an actual career that they could actually spend and enjoy their life with. Yeah, jobs have kind of gone by the wayside, yes. it seems like, uh, because with so much automation coming into the world, so much digital stuff coming into the world, robotics coming into play before long, I'm going to have somebody throwing my trash for me every week. <laughs> probably. Uh, from probably. my kitchen instead of me doing it. But, you know, the fact is people need to work one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine that, Aubrey, some of the challenges or some of the bigger challenges are from the people that have lived in Reno or in northern Nevada for a long time. And suddenly they see not only the employment situation change on the, on the needs of employers, but a lot of new competition, new people moving to northern Nevada. Absolutely. How do you deal with that? Education. Um, so it, it really, a lot of times, it's just working with people. They don't necessarily understand um, how they can get to point A, you know, from point A to point D. Mm -hmm. So we're able to help them maneuver that by talking to employers, training providers. I, th I understand you have one coming on. Um, so just being able to look at what opportunities are out there and then be able to educate the community on what those are. So those mm -hmm. are for people that are coming here new, what their expectations are, as well as people that have lived here for a while. And just being able to um, maneuver the system. Um, and it is a kind of new system. So you have the old timers that have been here for, for a while that don't necessarily like to see the change. So being able to feel, uh, make them feel a little bit more comfortable with that change by just kind of showing them how it'll actually impact in a positive way this community. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest issues, and we talk about it often, is the housing issue mm -hmm. in northern Nevada. And I see on your website, it says CSA ventured into affordable housing development in 1983. Yes. And subsequently, CSA, Community Services Agency Development Corporation, was formed. So the housing challenges in northern Nevada really were... Yes, it's not new it, to us. <laughs> it, it's, it, it actually gave birth to, yes. the, to the organization. Yes. Um, there was a gap in the community, and CSA was able to come alongside, kind of fill that gap. We still look at those opportunities. Mm -hmm. We look at as a partnership, so we go in, um, can sometimes build those affordable housing and that allow other people to manage that. So I don't myself actually know too much about it as far as managing it. Um, but we do see there's a gap, um, and that part of the CSA continues to look for new opportunities and seeing how we can help fill that gap. You bet there's a gap there. Mm -hmm. Aubrey Nelson is my guest. She's the program coordinator at Community Services Agency, and also with me 
Today is Brent Boynton, and Brent is with the Reno Housing Authority. Brent, uh, Reno Housing Authority, uh, it's, it's in your name, housing. Uh, I personally didn't know that CSA did so much in the affordable housing world, and why don't you let us know about Reno Housing Authority and about some of the focuses that, that the organization has. In a nutshell, Peter, we basically provide the federal housing assistance, all the the HUD money from Washington comes mm -hmm. to through us to the people who need it in Reno, Sparks, and Washoe County. Uh -huh. And that takes two main forms. One is public housing. Those are housing units that we own, whether they be duplexes or apartment complexes. Mm -hmm. And then the larger subsection of that is called Section 8 housing. Mm -hmm. comes from Section 8 of the Housing Act of 1937. Mm -hmm. And this is the the housing choice voucher. So if you can't afford to pay full rent, but you could pay, afford to pay $200 a month, mm -hmm. you may be able to get a voucher to go with your payment for $600 a month, and then you can get an $800 mm. a month apartment. So there are about 2,500 families in our area mm -hmm. that utilize vouchers, and about mm -hmm. another 1,600 families that live in our public housing. Brent, when you uh, are talking with your clients or when the organization talks with clients, is there a particular target that you are focusing on? Is it strictly based on low income or are there opportunities for people that are, you know, that are, let's say, new teachers or young policewomen or policemen that are just getting started in their careers and they're having challenges finding housing as well? Well, that's, um, that's a good question. And in terms of how much we can help, I should probably start by telling you that we have about 2,000 families on our waiting lists, mm. and most of those lists are currently closed, mm -hmm. which sounds really odd on the face of it, but it's a matter of trying to be fair to everyone who is figuratively standing in line mm -hmm. to give them a chance to advance. But we actually have people from all walks of life who are utilizing public housing. We like to favor those who have extremely low income mm -hmm. and low income when they first move in. Mm -hmm. But once they have either public housing or a voucher, they can continue to make more and simply pay more of their rent. And that's uh, so, yes, we do have you, you mentioned teachers. We have teaching assistants who are learning to be teachers, we have nursing assistants who mm -hmm. are learning to be nurses. Mm -hmm. A lot of people from many professions and vocations who are staying with us. Well, very nice. Uh, it's good to know that you're doing great things for the community. And we're going to talk more with you, Brent, about things going on at the Reno Housing Authority, along with Aubrey Nelson from Community Services Agency. We have to take a quick break, but hang on, and we'll be right back. Reno Technology Academy. Scholarships are available for your career in the Internet of Things. Improving your technical skills can help you attain an income of up to 80000 Register online or 849-4983. Reno Technology Academy. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here with you today, just like we have been for the past 13 years, helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy, sell real estate. People also want to know what's going on in northern Nevada. So many happenings, so many events, so many people moving here. What are people going to do when they get here? And what are the people that already live in northern Nevada going to do with all of this new competition? Competition for homes, competition for traffic, competition for restaurants, competition for employment. Well, with us via telephone to talk about that is Steve Andriano. And Steve is the Director of Technology Programs at Reno Technology Academy. Steve, welcome to our show. Thank you, Peter. It's great to be here. Also with us in the studio, so you know, Steve, we have Aubrey Nelson. Aubrey is with Community Services Agency. And also Brent Boynton is with us. And Brent is the Community Outreach Coordinator at Reno Housing Authority. So here we go. We're rocking and rolling, talking about our favorite things when it comes to housing in northern Nevada. But you got to have a job to make that house payment. And a lot of people just don't know what they're going to do because the world has changed. Technology has kind of taken over northern Nevada. Steve Andriano, that's where you come in. Let us know what's happening at the Reno Technology Academy. Well, Peter, as you guys know, we are in the process of starting to recruit students for two brand-new programs at the Academy. One is for cybersecurity, and the other is for the Internet of Things. While most people understand the term cybersecurity today because 
people relate to the fact that they've been hacked, their credit card's been stolen, or something of that nature. I don't think a lot of people understand the breadth and the depth of the whole cybersecurity industry because it actually touches every aspect of business and family life in Nevada. Um, the industry will tell you there's only two kinds of entities anymore in the world, and those are entities and people who have been hacked, and the other is entities and people who are going to be hacked. Uh, and so, That's individuals too, Steve. I mean, there's, there's so much uh, open field and open territory for, I don't know what you call them, cyber thieves, uh, cyber criminals, uh, but there's people out there looking to do bad things once they get a hold of your data. And I'm glad to know that there's an effort and there's a program where young people can get trained so that we can have some more security down the road. It's almost like a police force for the Internet kind of, right? It's sort of like that because you're absolutely right. It affects people. It affects businesses. It affects hospitals. Mm -hmm. It affects any, any aspect of our society where you find technology in place and value in place from documents, intellectual property, to Facebook accounts, to email accounts, to credit card accounts. Everything that has any value in our society today is, is subject to being stolen by cyber thieves is exactly the way to describe it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, it could, it could create huge, huge problems for any company or organization that has a cybersecurity issues. So let's talk about from the Community Services Agency Aubrey, your business has been around for a long, long time. I bet you have a lot of data, a lot of just a lot of archive stuff, a lot of things that are really critical. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Be serious, right? If you mm -hmm. had uh, suddenly one day you can't get a hold of your equipment, your it data. We, your it would, yeah. It, we have um, a lot of secured stuff, a lot of things that we have to upload. Um, so, yeah, it, we take that very seriously. In the Reno Housing Authority, Brent Boynton, you have a lot of confidential information, I'm sure, on uh, clients, on prospects, on the whole housing. I mean, it's huge. Uh, there, again, I can just see total disaster if there's not good uh, monitoring of what's happening in the cyber world for your clients. Yes, we certainly want to be very careful there. Of course, I have to admit that, that we keep a lot of paper. So a lot of our security has to do with who has access to the file cabinets. Uh -huh. But the key, <laughs> if you will, right? Yeah. That's right. But we did just uh, just launch our online applications. Oh, there you go. So that is uh, certainly valuable to us. But mm -hmm. yes, we're well uh, aware of the value of keeping confidential information confidential. Uh, you bet. So uh, we're always going to be aware of our needs for security, for safety in our cyber world, in our digital world. Uh, Steve Andriano, you're uh, bringing together a great opportunity for people that want to get into this world, do good things, and from what I understand, the income potential, pretty dramatic and pretty substantial in this field. Tell us about that. Well, there are a large number of companies who are supporting us in this effort that have a vested interest in cybersecurity. Our program is pretty detailed and broad in its reach training people to be very professional in the entire landscape of the cyber protection field. Mm -hmm. And companies in our in Nevada have offered a starting salary of somewhere between eighty and ninety thousand dollars for somebody who has the qualifications we're going to teach them. That's pretty substantial. That is really substantial. You were also talking on one of the T V commercials that I saw recently about IOT. Now, you and I have talked about that a little bit and what IOT means, but let our listeners know, Steve, what is it? Okay, that's good because IOT is something that actually touches and is going to touch on every aspect of life as we know it. Uh, IOT, or the Internet of Things, is all about the revolution that's quietly happening all across America and across the globe as well on a new paradigm. Everybody's familiar with the internet mm -hmm. where you talk to somebody else by email, you talk to a website and get information. That's mostly people-to-people -people kind of communication. Right. With the advent of smart devices, Nest thermostats, intelligent refrigerators, intelligent tennis shoes that tell you 
how you're doing when you're running, intelligent bicycles that know where you are and whether you're riding or whether you've fallen, intelligent machines that do things in factories. This revolution of machines talking to machines and machines talking to the Internet is actually going to change the way we do everything. Imagine, imagine a banana farmer whose trees have sensors on them and the trees predict an early harvest so that the farmer can have his workforce ready to load bananas into intelligent boxes that will notify the trucking company when we have a full load here for the truck to pick up and take to the supermarket and the truck lets the supermarket know how many bunches of bananas are coming in so they can have labels ready to put on those bananas when they arrive to intelligent helmets for a bicyclist that notifies 911 when the bicyclist has had an accident and dispatches the ambulance to the location where the bicyclist is. Everything that we touch, everything that we do is going to be modified by the Internet of Things. It's the perfect occupation for people who have the sort of maker mentality, who want to work on products that don't exist today, but that will drive significant revenue opportunities in the future. It's a huge opportunity for young people. Oh, my gosh. This sounds exciting. Steve, it reminds me of when I was a little boy watching my favorite cartoon show, The Jetsons. You guys remember the Jetsons? <laughs> and that's exactly what I just thought about is the Jetsons. It really is. you know. And I think that uh, the IoT world, I mean, it's here already. Practically everything I touch has a computer connected to it in one way or another. But Steve, i got to tell you, I feel a little bit like a caveman as you're talking about these things because uh, I kind of want to do it the old-fashioned way, manually. But, you know, I'm, I'm thinking within a few years, we may not have that as an option. It might be a requirement that we all be what I call digital savvy. Our civilization is moving to where, where, where digitization and digital knowledge is going to become essential to everybody. You know, everybody knows about smartphones and how powerful they are. We're coming to a time when the phone you carry will have more computing and knowledge power than the average desktop computer or, or computer in an office, and people will be engaging with all aspects of their life through their handheld devices. It really is, it's, it really is a paradigm shift, a cultural shift. We have to deal with this new culture, this digital culture. Uh, really an amazing thing. Let me see if our in-studio guests might have a question for Steve Andriano from Reno Technology Academy. Anyone? Well, uh, my main thing is I, I know I'm old school, but I really don't want my refrigerator making any deals with my coffee maker without me being in the loop. Might end up uh, getting a latte instead of coffee. Later. Yeah. Go. My fridge is mad. It's not cleaned out. I'm curious what um, age range you're seeing for your your students. Is there, does it happen to be an age range, or is it all over the all over the mark right now? The age range is really all over the place. From what we've seen from our our experience with the industries that are doing this. We're looking for people that are basically high school graduate age up into their 40s and 50s. They have things to contribute. They have knowledge that's already uh, part of their background that can be applied to some of these things. So mm -hmm. it's a pretty broad age range, um, but it really depends on the person's aptitude. It's probably not something that you know will be attractive to a person who is currently in high school because a pretty large load of study and a pretty large commitment but from high school graduation forward it is a is a opportunity that meets all of the age ranges in that field so like that, that means we're open to graduates recent graduates mm -hmm. people that may have gone to junior college but haven't been able to find a job mm -hmm. but they want veterans who are looking to be retrained and and all across that whole landscape of people i like that that you're uh basically making allowances for life experience, what sort of experience do you like to see incoming students have? Well, it's pretty much a given that they have to have some kind of awareness of using a computer because it's sort of germane to everything that we're going to be teaching. So basic computer skills are important. Basic math skills are important. Uh, anybody who's already taken some computer classes at another institution uh, we'll be happy to evaluate their transcripts and give them as much potential credit as we can. The scholarship program, let our listeners know about that. Well, 
You know, Peter, that's really a, a great part of this whole process. These two programs that we're launching, the cybersecurity program and the IoT program, are funded through the, the governor's office or the GOED office, governor's office of economic development, and the funds are being provided by the WIN fund in the state of Nevada. This means that students who can qualify with the right aptitude, desire to take on a major course of study that's going to last about a year and a half to two years, that have um, demonstrated a desire to work in the technology industry can be considered for uh, having their tuition covered for a large part of the program. I know that that coverage of tuition, Steve, is worth thousands and thousands of dollars, not only now in the educational window, but once you go out there and get one of those high-paying jobs, it's just going to be amazing how somebody's life can change so much for the better just by getting this great technical background from Reno Technology Academy. And the beautiful thing about it, the scholarship will cover nearly all of the costs. I'm encouraging people to visit your website to get the information and to get going while those scholarships are still available. Please let our listeners know how they do that. Well, the, the fastest way to do it is to go to www.renotechnology.academy. As soon as you hit that website, you'll see information on the programs. And all of the programs that we offer, not only just the cybersecurity and the IoT program, but our computer technician program, our Cisco networking program, they're all described there. They all have an apply button. When you click on apply now, it'll take you to our online application. You fill that in, click submit, and it'll come to our office and someone will contact you. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm going to put all the contact information on our radio website, nevadarealestateradio.com. That way, when we post the podcast, Steve, and anybody wants the additional information, it'll be right there. But in the meantime, I'm hoping you can come to visit with us in the studio sometime in the near future. I'd be happy to do that. I'm actually looking forward to it. All right. And so we're encouraging people to visit renotechnology.academy and learn about the Reno Technology Academy scholarships in the world of IoT and cybersecurity. Steve, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome, Peter. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You bet. And we will be talking with you again later. I'd like our listeners to know we'll be back after this break with more on Nevada Real Estate Radio as we talk with the good folks from Reno Housing Authority and from Community Services Agency. Hang on. We'll be right back. Reno Technology Academy. Scholarships are available for your career in cybersecurity. Improving your technical skills can help you attain an income of up to 90000 Register for your scholarship online or call 849-4983. Reno Technology Academy. Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. I'm glad you tuned into our show today. We're having great conversations with our in-studio guests and our telephone guests, too. There's so much happening in northern Nevada in the world of housing and in the world of employment. I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. When employment is high, housing is active, and when employment is low, nobody wants a house. Nobody can afford it. Right now in northern Nevada, we're back to the good times. We are in high demand for jobs, high demand for houses, and, you know, people want to move to northern Nevada. Isn't it a beautiful place to be here? Tell me why you think it's so nice to live in northern Nevada, Aubrey. I'm originally from a small town in Texas, so um, I moved from Texas to California and came here for a visit, and I haven't left. Um, it is probably one of the most amazing cities, just the view itself, yeah. obviously. You can right. look out the window. But it truly is a small town feel. Mm -hmm. It really is, and I was kind of surprised by that. But there's so much going on. There's so much activity, um, whether you're talking employment, housing, just fun things for the family, just individually. It's just a, an absolutely stunning place to live. Oh, you know it. And it's uh, fun, 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 and great people. That's absolutely. always what I found in Northern absolutely. Nevada. Brent Boyton is with us, too. He's with the Reno Housing Authority of the city of Reno. So, Brent, what do you like about living in Northern Nevada? What keeps you here? Well, Peter, I started coming to Reno in 1986 mm -hmm. when I helped uh, one of my best friends move here. Mm -hmm. And then I started spending all my vacations here. Mm -hmm. And we went camping and hiking, and I just love all the outdoor activities. And then when I moved here and I started working with, with civic groups, I found that there are a lot of really caring people, and it's a really great sense of community. Mm -hmm. So I, I have to admit, with I, I agree with Aubrey. It's I like the community. I love the area. 
and it's not a bad climate either. You get four seasons, you have low humidity, mm-hmm. and you don't have many mosquitoes or ticks or other mm-hmm. things that want to mm-hmm. bite you. Yep. Yeah, very yeah. true. Well, I can tell that you're from uh, an area where there were t- ticks and <laughs> mosquitoes and all that. Yes. Tarantulas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I moved here from Arizona, mm. and um, I lived in Colorado, my home state, for many, many years. But sometimes those mosquitoes that I saw in both states, they were about mm. big as birds, you know. <laughs> yes. And they so, will take you out. Yeah, <laughs> so it is nice in northern Nevada. But, you know, Brent, along with what you say, very caring people in northern Nevada, what I love is that these people in northern Nevada, they care about me. I mean, yeah. I think, and that's why I think we all feel is that we all have this feeling, and that's why we stay here because people really care about us, and it's like a family. And when we talk about the biggest little city in the world, it really is that. Yes. It is like a big city, but uh, it's little in the sense that it's a big sense of community. Mm-hmm. And whether we agree on uh, all of the issues or not, I think we all still care about each other. And we, as individuals, like myself, I feel like people care about me. That's why I love it here, too. It does right. give you a, a really fulfilling feeling. You, you feel like you are a part of a community, and that's yeah. important. You bet. When family comes, friends come to visit, I'm always so proud to show them around mm-hmm. our beautiful areas. And, you know, one of the areas that, um, of course, we go downtown and we show them the, the rodeo fairgrounds, and uh, that's not too far, Brent, from the offices of the Reno Housing Authority. And I understand you guys have more than just that office now. You have several. Yes, well, that is our uh, our main headquarters, it's on East 9th Street. Mm-hmm. It is uh, just probably about five blocks east of the county offices there at 9th and Wells. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is that is actually a part of Reno's oldest housing project. Oh. We built Mineral Manor in 1958. Mm-hmm. And that was basically when it was in between Reno and Sparks. Mm-hmm. And because nobody wanted us in the city, they didn't want public housing. Although the city did want it and, uh, and charged us with building it. Mm-hmm. So we created Mineral Manor and then we have uh, many other uh, duplexes, duplex villages. We have Tom Sawyer Village, Silverado Manor. We have several apartment complexes. And those are just the, the housing that we own. We serve many more people through those vouchers. Tell us about how the vouchers work. Uh, so... Uh, that our listeners, if they maybe they might own rental property and maybe want to bring uh, renters in, and someone asks them about vouchers, what does that all entail? We have actually quite a few landlords come to us and ask because they say, "I have a good renter, but she tells me that that she needs some assistance if she can qualify for it." And it's a three-part relationship in between the housing authority, the landlord, and the tenant. So the tenant still has a lease with the landlord. Mm -hmm. The tenant is still responsible for paying his or her part of that rent. But then the housing authority comes in and also has an agreement with the landlord. Mm -hmm. We sign a contract. And we're pretty popular in bad economic times because our checks don't bounce. (laughs) And then we also oversee the the administration of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So there is a... You know, from a landlord's perspective, there's a, a higher level of assurance when they're working with somebody with vouchers because, as you said, that, that money's coming from the government, and it's not like you have to wonder if it's going to be there or not. It's, it, it will be there. Uh, but tell me what the clientele, the people that actually come to you that need these services, uh, I, I know you, you talk to a lot of different people, but is there one concentration? Is it like more for elderly? Is it more for single women? students, young people, where, where is the bulk of the activity? The largest category that we have demographically is a combination of the elderly mm-hmm. and the disabled. And I would say anyone who is on a fixed income is probably a good candidate for our, for our services. Because you think about the way rent has gone up in the, in the past two years, a one-bedroom apartment in Reno has gone up 27% in rent. And few of us are making 27% more than we made two years ago. That, that's part of the problem. Housing prices are, raising, are rising a lot faster than wages. But aside from that, if you just rely on Social Security, if you just rely on some disability payment, you're not really prepared to pay more rent. And so a lot of our clients have reassurance within the program. As far as the landlords, 
we would like to appeal to, to landlords who are civically minded to accept vouchers mm -hmm. and to keep rents reasonable so that we can send them clients. We have 300 people right now who qualify for vouchers who are looking for a place to live. Uh, sometimes some of the young uh, renters or young home buyers, they can't do it on their own, so they'll hook up with a friend or a family member and they'll combine their forces and they'll, they'll live together. Is, is that acceptable under the terms of the Reno Housing Authority guidelines? For there are a lot of guidelines with which I'm not familiar and you would have to see a housing specialist in order to be approved. But I can go over some basic rules and one of them is a background check. We do a criminal background check on all adults who are going to be living in one of our units. Mm -hmm. So that is something to keep in mind if you're bringing in friends or, or family members. We don't allow any sex offenders regardless of the date of the crime and we don't allow any violent crimes or any drug related crimes that have led to a conviction within the last three years. Mm -hmm. So that's one consideration. And then there is a consideration for the total income of the household mm -hmm. when we are figuring need. Yeah. So the you Reno Housing Authority has properties of their own yes. that they can rent out. And so what does that look like? I would imagine those are near capacity, if not at capacity. They stay at capacity. They do. And, and we have a tremendous waiting list. But and how many units uh, is that? The, about 1,600 units. 1,600. Wow. And they, are, they take several forms from single-bedroom uh, single apartments, yeah. two-bedroom, three-bedroom, and the apartments uh, in the apartment complex. Mm -hmm. So if, uh, let's say that somebody is uh, currently renting, let's say that they're a student or a senior citizen, it doesn't matter, but if they're realizing they're having, they're struggling to, to pay their rent. For whatever reason, they just are struggling and it's hard to find a new place to live, a better deal, if you will. Uh, can anybody just com come to you and, and talk to you about their challenges that they're having to see if they can qualify? Uh, is, that, is it that easy to find out if they can make it? Yes, although it may take a little, a little time to set up an appointment yeah. so that we can meet with you one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. I would recommend our website as an excellent starting point. Good. RenoHA.org. Okay. Keep in mind that is an org instead of a dot com. Got it. Mm -hmm. And the application process is there and you can find out more about how to apply and the types of housing and vouchers that are available. RenoHA.org mm -hmm. is the where place to go and you'll get all the information that you need to get started with the Reno Housing Authority. Doing great work for our residents in Reno in Northern Nevada. Brent, and I know you're going to get good feedback on this thing because a lot of people are wanting to stay in northern Nevada, but there are the struggles, and they maybe just need a little bit of help. This might be what they really need to keep them rolling. So I'm glad you're with us today, and we're going to put all that contact information up on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. So when we post the podcast, it'll be there as well, Brent. But in the meantime, may I give a phone number for the Reno Housing Authority in case anybody wants to give a call? Certainly. That will be my direct line, so, and, that, and that's a pretty good way to go if you have a question because I can direct you to the right Okay. Area. That's the way they know. They actually heard the show and they, they know what they're, <laughs> what they're <laughs> wanting. The number is 775-432-6579. That's to reach Brent, reach Brent Boynton. He's the Community Outreach Coordinator. Glad you're with us today, Brent. Thank you for having me, Peter. Aubrey Nelson is with us, too. She's with the Community Services Agency. She's the program coordinator. We'll be right back. Reno Technology Academy. Human ingenuity is shaping a new technological future. IoT, the Internet of Things. The demand for skilled developers and tech workers is high. Reno Technology Academy has a new training program and the only IoT lab in the state. For the next generation of makers and inventors who want to turn their obsession into a reality, Reno Technology Academy has scholarships available right now. Call 849-4983 and apply today or visit renotechnology.academy. Join Inc. Northern Nevada's Workforce Development Solution is auctioning off an amazing winter ski package for Heavenly Ski Resort. This package includes lift tickets, restaurant gift cards, and much more. When you bid on this fabulous Heavenly Ski package, you are supporting Join Inc., a key partner in workforce development, which is one of the best investments you can make to boost the Northern Nevada economy. Go to join.org 
to start bidding today. And we're continuing on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thank you, Brent Boynton, for joining us to be on the radio show today and give us an update from the Reno Housing Authority. Also, thank you, too, to our friend Aubrey Nelson from Community Services Agency. Great things going on in northern Nevada. And, you know, we're really a caring community, and that's one of the things that northern Nevada is known for, good business and caring for the community. Sometimes those things don't go hand in hand. Today is one of those days that we do think about caring, and we do think about community, and we do think about gratitude. Obviously, this program that you're listening to is pre-recorded because today is Thanksgiving Day, and I am not in the studio. I'm home with my family. My lovely fiance Sherry, our, uh, my future daughter, uh, stepdaughter is Sierra, and then of course Sue, my future mother-in-law is in town. Hi, Sue. Glad you're tuning into our show today. I'm not sure if we have a ton of listeners, but you know, some people do Thanksgiving Day celebrations more on the weekend. I know as a young man, I used to work on Thanksgiving Day at the TV stations, and I always enjoyed knowing that my work at the TV station was helping the rest of the employees stay home and enjoy it with their families. At that point, I was young, didn't have any children, and it was somewhat of an honor to work there. Plus, they paid a little extra money when you work on the holidays in those days at the TV stations. So I know it's a special day for so many of us, and that's why I'm not in the studio today. But I wouldn't, would want to talk about the things in life that are important, especially today. If you're enjoying Thanksgiving at a different time of day or on the weekend, then thank you for tuning into our radio show, and I'm grateful for that. In fact, Thanksgiving Day is all about being grateful and about a very important word that I don't hear a lot about in the media anymore. It's called gratitude. You know, being glad for what you've got. In our book that we were reading in one of our last episodes, it was called The Science of Getting Rich, and it was written by a, an, an author uh, from the early 20th century, and his name is Wallace Waddles. Wallace Waddles. A lot of people don't know a lot about Wallace Waddles, but he was quite the prolific reader and writer. And with his teachings in this book, very small book, I know that thousands and thousands of people have gotten what they wanted. They've gotten rich. I am not talking just about the money part of rich, the financial part of rich, the part of rich that I call uh, wealthy. When you're wealthy, you have a lot of money. That's one part of being rich. But if you have a lot of money and you have lousy health, you have no family, the money is really not important to you because you can't really buy anything. You can't really do anything with it. Uh, when you are rich, you are a higher-level thinker on many planes. Financial is one of them. Family is another. Personal well-being is another, and so forth. Being rich is having a well-rounded world and life about you. If you think about being rich in the sense of money, it's easy to get there, right? It's, you just put a number on it, and then that's where you know that you are. But if you've got more to your life than just the money part, then sometimes we don't even know what's important and what it takes to be rich. Well, one of the things that I've learned that is really important in recognizing if you're rich or not is to ask yourself, are you a grateful person? Do you show gratitude for what you have in, the, in your world? Do you thank others for the world that you have? And, you know, do you even congratulate yourself now and then for the world that you have been able to attain? Many people are still struggling to have a good life for themselves and for their family, but most of us, at least in America, we're not struggling that way. And if you really want to help others, you have to first understand if you're where you want to be in your life. And showing gratitude is a great way to do that. It's the whole process of mental adjustment and attunement that is talked about in the book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. I want to share a little bit with you about other things that I read in this specific book and chapter on gratitude and see what you think too. I'm not much of a person that likes to be read to, but this is such a good book, and I know very few people have access to the book. I figured, what the heck? It's Thanksgiving Day. Here goes. You might believe that there is one intelligent substance from which all things are preceded and developed in the universe. And 
In this book, you might believe that the substance gives you everything that you want. And finally, you might think about this substance as relating it to yourself through a feeling of deep and profound gratitude. You know, anything that you can think about, you can ultimately create in your world if you just think about it long enough. Many people who order their lives rightly in all other ways, besides gratitude, are really kept in poverty by their lack of this gratitude. Having this one great gift from God, you cut the wires and connect them by failing to make acknowledgement. You have to connect and be grateful for what you have. It's easy to understand that the nearer you live to the source of wealth, the more wealth you're really going to receive. That's the money part. Same is true with relationships and with well-being. It's easy to understand that a soul that is always grateful lives in closer touch with God and the universe, and no one ever looks to him really in thankful acknowledgement the way you can as an individual. It's all in your mind. When you think about good things coming, well, you're actually being grateful for the things that you've already gotten because you're getting used to it, right? And the more gratefully you fix your mind on being grateful, well, the more things you're going to get, the more rapidly they're going to come. It's simply because, as stated in this book, The Science of Getting Rich, it's simply that the mental attitude of gratitude draws your mind closer with the source from which gratitude and blessings are coming. You just have to think about it. You just be grateful for what you're getting, and the likelihood is you're going to get more. It, this might be a new thought to you, that gratitude brings your whole mind into closer harmony with creative energies of the universe, but consider it really well, and I think ultimately you're going to see that it's true. Good things that you already possess have come to you because of certain laws of the universe, and gratitude leads your mind out and along the ways by which things come to you, and it keeps you in close harmony with something very important to me, creative thought, and it also prevents me to going where I shouldn't be, competitive thought. The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles. See if you can find the book. If you can, I encourage you to buy it and read it, and if you can't, I'm going to keep you apprised as I go through the chapters on upcoming shows of Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. Continue to enjoy Thanksgiving Day, and we'll talk with all of you again next week. Goodbye, everybody. Gobble, gobble. Reno Technology Academy. Scholarships are available for your career in cybersecurity. Improving your technical skills can help you attain an income of up to 90000 Register for your scholarship online or call 849-4983. Reno Technology Academy. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.